Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz. Is that a hungry look I see in Nock's eyes? (laughs) You started out raspy like, hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) And boy, was it sunny today. And smoky. A little smoky. All right. We've got a party foul by Henry already. Why you got to spill beer on the exotic fucking rug, bro? Yo. <laughs> and the dog. <laughs> the dog's so going bear on the dog. <laughs> We've got a full house tonight. So let's get to who yeah. is here. Now, this is someone who's been emailing us for years, <laughs> threatening to come down here. And finally, he showed up today. And he, 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 he played it all cool, like he wasn't excited to be <laughs> nope, here. Nope, I was excited. But I think he was. I was excited. <laughs> I Especially he when was. he saw the dildos. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. my bike didn't get posterized with dildos, which was uh, a we good tr- thing. We try not to do that as much anymore. <laughs> I was waiting for it, though. See? I was waiting they want for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they some, want it. some don't. Some people like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> Craigslist so, services. with us tonight, <laughs> we've got Theo. Hey, hey, hey. You knew exactly what to do. That's right. Coming up next to that, oh, yeah. we've got Knock. What's up, dickheads? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Eliza, and uh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah, way to bring it down. Running the board tonight, we've got Bagel. And I am here to remind you to go out and vote. And to say, hey, 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 what, what, what's your thing in this outfit? Oh, how, how, how. There it is. <laughs> He's got that awesome beard of flowing. Yep, dressed up as easy Top for Halloween. Awesome. Nice. On the classy girl couch tonight. Arf, arf. We've got Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. I'm back after a one-week hiatus. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, it's great to be back. Yeah. We're glad to have you back. Tra-la-la. And uh, mm-hmm. next to Miss Emma, we've got Henry the Asian. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. Still need the votes. <laughs> yep. Vote Henry! <laughs> also on the Classic Girl Couch tonight, returning after a long time, we've got Alex. In Soviet Russia, the motorcycle rides you. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Going around the corner, we've got Calvin. Hello, everybody. I'm first time here. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Oh, God, hasn't he got a fantastic yeah, voice? I know. I, so velvety. I, I, I think I just it. had a little bit of an accident. And so as not <laughs> to confuse you, work. next to that, we've got Henry the Exotic. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and coming up around the bend, we've got Rebel Johnny. Rebel Johnny, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> devil my catch. Do you, do you like that name? Though. Everyone gets a name here. Yeah. yeah. I am down for whatever. Yeah. Johnny 3000. As long as it's not Johnny Dickhead. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, we got one of those. I think we just call one of those. <laughs> That's what we call I'll, you, Knock. I'll take oh, yeah, that, Theo. I don't care. Yeah, and Johnny, Johnny showed up on his Rebel 300, which Emma and I were talking about. Yeah, they're very good bikes. You know, and I do like it, and I've hated the Rebels for so long. Um, you just, Liza, no, you no, hate no, no, everything. No, no, no. You're just a hater. I hated them because they were the, the cheapest-looking Harley wannabe bikes. 
And like the but they weren't. Rebels? But we've done wait, wait, a on. thing on this. Yeah. They weren't cheaply made. If you I were know. on the Rebel 250 line, that was a huge privilege in Honda. This is where all the 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 old timers went on the Rebel. So line. you're talking about the old build, yes? yes. Yeah, Not yeah, the, the old build. ones. But okay. the new ones that Rebel Johnny's Beautiful riding. Beautiful bikes. Um, yeah, they're great. They bikes. have their own unique look. And I said it looks kind of like when you take all the plastics off of a sport bike right. and you get left with this thing and you're trying to street figure fighter, out like fighter. is that work does that not work right. I, but like the, I think uh, it kind of is cool it and is, that's no, what it, it is it's definitely cool and the biggest thing for us i mean we sell tons of rebels <laughs> over at monterey mm-hmm. and the biggest thing for us the biggest difference between the new one and the old one the old one was a tiny tiny bike and yeah. that's great because if you're just starting out, you want a very, very small, lightweight bike, you want it low to the ground. But it was tiny. So if you were basically a full-sized adult, you were too big for it out the box. The new Rebel, it's a bit roomier, and you don't feel like um, a monkey messing about with a football on it. Would it surprise you, you, monkey if, you if, did. if I told you I was a complete asshole to somebody the first time I saw a rebel I pulled up alongside on my big bike and I looked down at this chick on her rebel and I said who makes that Hot Wheels <laughs> oh yeah I was a total ass that's, a total ass that's extremely but it was so unkind. small it was so small they that are was, tiny that was awfully well, twatty of you you know, and it's interesting because um, Theo wrote up on his Vistar 650. I did. Yeah, and I like I like those those V-Stars. Yeah, the I think they're good looking bikes. But what was interesting, we were having a conversation about the um, the metric cruisers versus yeah. the Harleys, and we kind of uh, deduced that the metric cruisers look cheaply made, but are in fact well made, and the Harleys look well made but are in fact cheaply made <laughs> POS yeah, kind of sort of I mean you really the, are the like the fit and finish off. on a Harley looks great but it's not going to be as reliable as the metric cruiser which looks like it was but put see, together to me, by children the Indian built Harleys they they look very much like a bike that's been built yeah. on a budget so you mean all the Harleys yeah okay but <laughs> particularly those i mean they look like they've been built down to a price because there's very very simple paint finishes there's lots and lots of flat black if you look at theo's v-star there's a lot of chrome on it the paint's very very nice you've got the best paint scheme theo it's kind of british racing green and white it's a very mm. very handsome bike and it looks a great looking bike and it's a 90s bike but yeah. they've held up it still looks good and theo how many miles are on that when you got it uh, twelve thousand. And what wow. did you pay for it? Nineteen hundred bucks. Yeah, oh, they're wrong. Score, wow. score. That's a and, great bike. And uh, I got to thank Emma because uh, I was instant messaging during her. You were vacillating. Darling. Yes, I was. You uh, were vacillating. And then I went down and uh, talked to him and said, "What's the best cash deal?" And they gave it to me, and I said, "Okay, here's a deposit." And came down and paid the rest. Nice. And you see, the thing is, and and me and Theo went over <laughs> this with messaging. A lot of people get intimidated because you're dealing with a used dealership. There is not a single dealership in the country that is hard on their price. You can wheel and deal with anybody. Everybody knows if you buy a bike off a Craigslist off a private party, if they're asking two thousand bucks, you're going to go there with fifteen hundred bucks, and you're going to go backwards and forwards. You can do that with a dealer as well. I'm not saying you're going to get five hundred dollars off, but if you do a bit of brisk negotiating, 
there's markup on used bikes. There's usually a lot more markup on used bikes than on new bikes because to a dealership, a used bike is all risk. Yeah. So they buy low, sell high. And it's not ripping anybody off, but the risks involved in selling a used bike are far greater than a new bike. So that's why you need that markup. But conversely, if you get a guy like Theo, he's a more mature guy, he's got cash in his pocket, he's a straight-up guy, he's not going to get excited over a bit of scratch paint or chip chrome, you're going to give him a deal. So here's a top tip straight away. Oh, here we go, already. If you're at a dealership and you're looking at a used bike and it's got four grand on the headlight, First off, you've got to find the out-the-door price because the out-the-door price is going to include the tag, the tax, everything. So let's say the out-the-door price is 4500 Say, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you four grand out the door, including all the fees. Mm. You know, take 10% off, see how it goes. All they're ever going to do is just say no. But I guarantee you, you'll get something off. I guarantee you. Right. And, and plus, a lot of a lot of dealerships are going to want to move used bikes just so that they can make room. Right. So then they don't sit around forever taking up floor space, which costs them money. Right, exactly. Yeah. And here's um, the thing, too. I... I was going to buy a PC-800 first. <laughs> no, I really like the bike. They're wonderful had, bikes. Oh, but Emma talked me out of it. It had 68,000 miles, which is not that bad for that bike. It was a 96. It was a red one. Yeah. But it's just, <clears throat> once Emma told me, like, they don't make some of those plastics anymore. They don't Something make ha- any of those plastics anymore. I, I said, anymore. Uh, I walked out. I had a deposit on the bike. I was ready to go pick the bike up at another dealership. <laughs> And uh, I didn't. I'm glad I got the V-Star. No, it's 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 a perfect bike for you. Um, yeah, you look great on it. It's the best color scheme. They really are good bikes. And it kind of reminds me a lot that how far bikes have come. It wasn't that long ago. Well, it was a long time ago when I was first starting out. A 650, <laughs> a 650 was a big, big bike. bike yeah. If you had a Triumph Bonneville 650 or a Norton Atlas or... Um, uh, BSA Thunderbolt or Firebird. These were big bikes, and they were all 650s. And then like 750s, bloody hell, they're 750s. And then 850s, Jesus Christ. Well, they also match the brakes and suspension. Yeah, exactly. That's why. I mean, you know, and I mean, that's it's it's funny. I was I was talking to somebody about vintage bikes, and I said, look, if you were to get on a vintage bike, because of course Yuri Barrigan's just got his Norton. Yeah, he's right, and he loves it. Mm-hmm. He says this thing makes good power. But the brakes, dude, <laughs> they're appalling. You have no idea how bad old British well, brakes well, are. Well, think about those bikes from the 80s. Yes. Like a GPZ 1000. That's faster than a Ninja 1000 is right now. Oh, for sure. It had all with, the power. With, with horrible technology. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's if you go back even further, I just sold a GS1100. 79 GS 1100. Fast. Fast as hell. You got 100 horsepower. Fast. Big, heavy, torquey bike. The torque's off the, the scale. The forks are the size of your pinky finger. <laughs> Just d- let's go back. Let's go back to the seventies and get an H three nine hundred triple. Ex- <laughs> You're going to kill yourself with a two stroke nine hundred cc bike with en- with drum brakes front exactly. and rear. It's I called mean, engineered flex. Right. <laughs> so you know, the truth is now, and for the last twenty years, we've got it made in the shade. You know that RF nine hundred that I insist on riding around on. Yeah, it's a carbureted bike, but it actually breaks and handles 
pretty much like a modern bike. It's a little bit heavier than the modern stuff, but the brake's great, the handling's mm. great. We, we really have got damn good bikes to ride around on these days. Well, you know, today there was yes. a whole convergence of mm. great bikes. Yes. And the vampires had their, their Day of the Dead ride. Those guys! And we've got Henry and Rebel Johnny here to give us a yeah, report. Johnny now, I swung by uh, right before the ride was starting, and there was... Oh, 30, 40 people there. There's right? about 40 people about there. About 40 a lot people of there. People and a uh, good crowd, and it was great to see a lot of the old faces coming back. A lot of the old vampires um, came out for this. So it looked like they had good, great attendance and a bunch of misfits there. Mm-hmm. So Who let's. Who was leading the ride? Was it Charlie? No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, Adrian? Uh, no, it wasn't Adrian. It was the no, uh, big guy. James. FC10. <clears throat> James. James? Yeah, yeah he's James. a ride captain. Um, so let's ask the first question because we always ask on a vampire ride. <laughs> Did anybody crash? No. All right. Well, then we're good with this Remarkable. report. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So uh, they do this every year. It's just a nice ride, and they did they split it up into two or three groups. It was it was they try James tried to keep it into one self contained group, like we would just stop off at intersections or something like that and wait for people to okay. catch up to us. Yeah, it, the riding style that we do here, especially up on the hills, is go at your own pace and then meet everyone at intersections. Yeah, uh, and you tend to get a little competitive sometimes. Yeah, just a little, <laughs> just a little. So it's all, that's why we always it's ask did anyone ride. crash, and then it ends with a mystery. Barbecue. Mm-hmm. What was the meat? Alligator. Oh, that's not a mystery. I love alligator. It was really good, actually. Oh, get yeah. me some of that. Yeah. Did it taste like chicken? It did. It's a very it's a like lean re- white meat. Yeah. It tasted like really good chicken. Okay. Yeah, I love alligator. Okay. Oh, darling, okay. I, I've got alligator pumps. I love them. <laughs> I've lived in Florida for about ten years and have not had one alligator there. Oh really? man, you should. Wow. And then, um, did you do any jousting? Yes, I actually did do some jousting with Jeremy. Okay, well, so what's the situation with this jousting here? What happens exactly? So we upgraded from noodles to PVC pipes with like insulated insulated boxing gloves, basically on the end of it. <laughs> so it probably looks like a giant matchstick. Mm-hmm, exactly, like it's something like if you were to hit somebody at a decent pace, like say fifteen miles an hour, you would you would feel it pretty good. So we start, Jeremy has his Chinese scooter, which for some reason will not die. It will not die. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the one, one trying one. to prove us all wrong. The one good one. <laughs> the one good one. And somebody had their TTR-125. I was on the TTR, and Jeremy obviously was on his own scooter. We are trying to go at it a little bit, but the thing is, though, I have a clutch. He doesn't. So <laughs> when we would come over, I'd have to like shift into neutral or clutch it and try to hit him with it. That wasn't working out, so we just got passengers on the back of us again. And, and who won? Uh, it was about a tie. We both oh, got. That some means he lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we both both yeah, of us did, got did some. Did he lose, Johnny? <laughs> good hits in. I do have to say that the PBC was like an excellent weapon mm-hmm. choice. Nice. <laughs> Not even the glove. And John, how were you able to keep up on your rebel? How did it do? Uh, I was behind a, the new performance Harley, the FXD 114. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy was like slow, as <laughs> I don't know. So you had nothing to prove because you yeah. Just, Got in behind a, a big bike and just like cruising. he's keeping me slow. That's it's yeah. not my fault. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Good, good call on that one. And good uh, call. and also, Jeremy got something else today. Oh yes, did he you did. Hear about this? Yeah, what, nasty disease, darling. Oh, besides that, is he patched in? He, he got his patch. In. Oh, well done, Jeremy. Yes. He's been All patched. Right. He's official now. About a, been about a year prospecting. Year Something like that. I think it's yeah. nine months. I don't nine know months. because I never made it to the end. <laughs> They're like no girls allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they are without a prospect. But Henry, you're thinking about it. I've I talked to the guys a little bit, thinking about it. We'll see. All right, it might work out for you. <laughs> and you live in between the two chapters, San Francisco and here. Isn't there an Oakland chapter? No. no. Oh, it's it's SF. Oh, it's SF. SF uh, yes. Santa Cruz and what is it? Tascadero. Uh, no. San Luis Obispo. San no, they, they, they're oh, they disbanded. Yeah. Oh, but you know what, Henry? I mean, um, a patch club isn't for everyone. Hmm. But I think it would certainly it certainly do your writing style good. <laughs> you know, I mean, we we talked at length about Henry's writing and being involved with a bunch of peers who really know how to write. As ultimately, it could be a good thing for hmm. you. Well, and uh, wearing a patch doesn't make your hot factor go up like times two. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Henry's very handsome anyway. So you know, it's it's it just makes you more handsome, darling. I know. Hey, Henry, you have a face for television. <laughs> <laughs> Not the voice, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad that it was a good time and no one was hurt. Um, I, I was. There's some close calls, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a close call. Wait, what, uh, oh, where did, did you, you guys? Oh, yeah. Wait, did you go wide in a turn? No, it was when it was on the first intersection that we had, and <laughs> and it, everybody, this one girl on this KTM. Or whatever. I don't even know what it was. It was like an enduro. Uh-huh. She had slowed Is this down. Cat P? Maybe. No, Cat P was really fast on that road. Oh, okay. oh Cat P she, rides like hell. I think it had ABS or something. Yeah. And she stopped like super quick. Ooh. I pulled the front brake and I was like, oh, not enough brake. I pulled the back brake a little bit too much. <laughs> did a little skidded skid. out of it. <laughs> had a little drift. It ended up looking pretty cool though. That's okay. All right. That's yeah. all right. That's why a lot of people don't go on these rides because just riding a group is sketchy. But oh, we lost but most it's also the, fun. We lost most of the Harleys that started out on the ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> what, they uh, did you, what roads did you go on? Did you go on the really bumpy technical shit yes we did jameson that should <laughs> you guys did jameson yeah. creek that should up or uh, down tell you up up thankfully <laughs> okay, up, but that should tell you enough yeah it's it's an early red awesome i'm glad you had fun um i wanted to get to our guests you you probably recognize a lot of new names here one of them has been here before and uh i wanted to i wanted to go way back talk about the first time I met Alex. We get a lot of people who show up here. They come down, usually up from San Francisco over the hill, as we call it, just come check it out. And Alex is one of those guys. I think you were wearing full racing leathers on a sport bike, maybe? It was on a VFR 750. Yes, (laughs) right? He's like, oh, one of these guys. All right. And they all kind of come in, in, like, clusters. Yeah, they go and hit the hills and ride hard, and they come by to check it out. He was nice. He was a nice guy. And then I remember one time he came to me with this contraption. He had this idea, and he wanted to show me. And he's like, "Yeah, I want to. I want to build this this light that'll go on your helmet." And he had like a bunch of rubber bands to try and like hold it on. Right. He's trying to figure out, and it was like just crudely constructed, but it's just concept. And he's like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, pretty cool." And then he comes back a little while later and he's like, so I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to do this. And, and we had him in here when you had a, just a prototype and you were starting your Kickstarter. 
right, to, we're about to yeah yeah just about to start the Kickstarter and you're announcing and you had come up with the name because I remember at one point I think we were trying to help you come up with the name that's right <laughs> yeah. you did not pick any of our I suggestions. break three thousand yeah. the breakinator yes, <laughs> wait wasn't there a contest <laughs> there was there was a contest wow. that's right that was awesome no I, I, I like the Doom Light five thousand <laughs> I, I kind of like breakinator the, the breakinator three thousand pro gold so version. that was a while ago and and you did you put it up on kickstarter and you got funded actually you went over didn't you yep yeah yep. You, a little bit it's pretty successful <laughs> uh run and it has been a long while now yes it's been a long time and many of us bought our our break free tech lights yes we and did. just to remind people can you explain what the break free technologies light is okay <clears throat> so it's a motorcycle safety accessory that goes onto any motorcycle helmet on the back. And it mounts using a GoPro style mount that Henry over here designed. And what it does is it increases your visibility instantly just by being on your head. It's super bright. It's pretty bright. Yeah. It'll melt your, melt your face off. Yep. <laughs> I saw you guys today. Indiana. I ripped by on my uh, KLX. Nice. Was, brah, brah. Yeah, no, I saw you. I'm like, hey, there they are. And then so the technology piece is that we put a bunch of sensors inside the unit. So it's all inside there and it's completely wireless. So the it saves you the trouble of having to wire something up to the bike or do anything with the motorcycle at all. Because this isn't exactly a brand new idea. No. These kind of things exist. Yeah. Right. But yours is different because it truly is wireless and that right. it does not need to be connected to your bike. Or your phone. Or your phone. Or anything. Yeah. Or anything. Or anything. Yeah. It's a standalone except, except unit. Your <laughs> so who wants to explain how it actually works? Magic. Okay, good enough. It's a lot of magic. Fairy Sorcery. Definitely black magic. But um, there's actually a sensor inside the helm, inside the light called the Inertial Measurement Unit, IMU. And uh, that has a couple of different sensors in it. Accelerometer, gyroscopes, um, and a uh, magnetometer. So all these Whoa. things work together. I couldn't remember what it was called and I was someone is asking me about it. I think it's I said I think it's got a velocinometer. <laughs> or, or is that a dinosaur? But, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, if you buy a new adventure bike, so um Ducati Multistrada mm -hmm. or even the new Triumph Explorer, adventure. It's got an IMU in it. <clears throat> it's the yeah. way the industry is going. It makes sense. So yeah. you don't have to actuate the brakes for this delight right and which makes which really makes sense because um especially in a lot of sport bikes we we engine brake pretty hard right and we are using as a perfect example today the uh, electric bikes that have the regen set you you can ride it without ever touching the brake you back off the throttle and it can do a rapid decel mm -hmm. but it's not gonna you're not gonna have your brake go off so this will recognize that and let everyone know. Not to mention, it's higher up. <clears throat> Absolutely. So we've established what it is. Now, I want to talk about, though, the process, because a lot of people, myself included, have ideas. I say, I want to, I want to make this thing that will do this thing, because everybody needs it. <laughs> and so you actually did it. First of all, would you recommend to people that they actually try and set out to make their idea? Yeah, I think if you really want to do it, then you should. But there will be a lot of points in time where you will want to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> so should we have him vet your writing sleeves idea, Liza? Liza does have an invention, I think. I do. Well, but it's rich. not safe. It's called Just Sleeves. 
Okay. <laughs> Not ice sleeves? No, just, just sleeves. <laughs> My arms get cold because that's what's out in the wind. Okay. I want to have just sleeves. What do you think? You want to invest? <laughs> I mean, what, so like, like, like chaps for your arms? No, but what would you wear with it? Just naked except for your sleeves? No. I'm going to invent something called pre-scoop bagels. It's for the savages who scoop out their bagels. <laughs> It's an East Coast thing. You don't, know. don't scoop me out. I don't out. know what Please. you're talking about. Yeah. That's, that's Nox Planet. You got these people who order bagels and they ask the fucking people to scoop out the fucking bagel meat so they can put more cream cheese in it. What's what 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 the great tech to bagel meat? What the hell? Okay, let's anyway. get back on track. <laughs> bagels blushing. I digress. <laughs> I digress. I some bagel meat. I'm getting scared over here. So, hey, Alex, some people want that bagel yes. meat. <laughs> How long ago was it that you decided you were going to do this? Ooh, uh, probably. Or, or should I say, when did you tell your wife? Because that's really <laughs> that's when it, when it starts, actually. right? About three and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. So this has been a while, just to make a little light. Yeah, just a little light. And where are you now? Because a lot of our listeners did invest on Kickstarter. Yes. Where are you now? We are at the tail end of the prototyping phase where we have complete functional units with pretty much the entire mechanical and electrical design completely finished. And we have to make some modification based on the stuff that we learned during the testing period, which is why I was here for the last two weeks in California. I moved to Denver. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people mm -hmm. know. Yes. Yeah. More affordable. Right. Got a family. Yeah, much you more same affordable. old story. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And you actually brought some here. So yeah. I, I remember the last time you were here and you were showing off the velocinometer yeah. and just waving it in the air. <laughs> I break 3,000. Yeah, yeah the, I break 3,000. <laughs> so why don't you hold this up? Because not everyone in the room has seen this. And also you came up with a new clamping device because when you were last here, you were talking about you just popped Velcro. Right mm -hmm. you just popped yeah, we we right definitely off. did a little more research on uh, all the different helmets out there and uh, this... That's what we have now good. is that is blasterammo. Can't see that one. Oh yeah, eye blaster. That's right. <laughs> we may even go to four thousand. Four thousand. <laughs> Holy shit! And and to add to what Alex was saying earlier, we also have a uh, Chinese uh, partner that we picked out. Mm -hmm. So they are the ones that are going to help us produce this thing in China. Cool. Um, yeah. So this this clamp system, it's not exactly like, but more similar to a GoPro mount. Exactly. Where it's a black piece of plastic that mounts onto the helmet that does not look as weird as like just Velcro on there. Um, <clears throat> and then it just pops in. So would you say it's more secure now? Yes. yes. Um, Henry, I wanted to go back to what you said because you said we've got a Chinese partner. They're going to be made in China. And a lot of people invested like, oh, but I'd like to share or I'd like you to share the conversation we had a little bit earlier on about Chinese manufacturers, because you immediately think, oh, it's made in China. It's going to be cheap. It's going to mm -hmm. be cut rate. That's not the case, is it? In this in this case, it's going to be made to a very high standard, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's all about the designer so the designers that which is me and the team that i'm working with um when you set the standard and the guidelines for the manufacturer because what they're going to do is take your design and they're going to do it and make it the way that's easiest for them right to do and um, they're not going to care about if it's good for the customer they don't think about the end result so all they mm. care about is how to get to a product to give to you so they get paid mm. right and right. so 
your job is to make sure that they do the things you want to do. So you really need someone that can speak the language, that can be there on the ground and watch them every step of the way. And that's so you're the we're, guy, pa- yeah. we're passing this thing around and it's bright as shit. We are being hypnotized <laughs> over here. Me and Liza and I, we're all just following like, uh, the light. <laughs> that, that's cool. Well, also, it's very lightweight. It modulates too, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever imagine that you could get it down to this weight? And it's and it's you got it pretty thin. It's a very too. slim profile. You should have seen the older prototypes; like they were giant. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. I, I yeah. remember it was like bigger and heavier. Yeah. Well, that that was even before then. We were going with full-on reflectors inside, so hey, uh, we had a put uh, that towards the camera. Put that towards me. I got them for the. There you go. It's make oh, it work. Yeah. Make it work. Shake. Oh, oh damn. Yeah, it's it's bright as shit on here. It's oh yeah. Yeah. Oh There's my no God. way they could miss that. Yep. So okay, I want to talk though about the process. So it was, it's been three and a half years yep. since you told your wife, <laughs> <laughs> and right now you've you've just got these prototypes. You're the final prototypes. So, yep. so coming up next is you're going to make the tooling and you're going to do full production, right? That's correct. And do you know about how many? I know you know everything. How many units are pre-sold? We had over 1,800 units. Great. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's legit. And you're expecting this to, when, when do you think you're going to be fulfilling those pre-sales? We believe we can finish it up before writing season of 2019, so March. Uh, I have a question. Could, uh, how can I get a pre-sale unit? You can go on to our Indiegogo website, and you can order it right there. So you so people can still go on and order? Yeah. We're still taking pre-orders all the way up until we lock it down before production. And it's 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 actually Theo, it's it's less expensive than it looks. You, you know the thing I like about that? Just waving it in our hands and that thing is that sensitive. Just think if you're engine braking on a bike and you're not hitting the brake oh yeah how how bright that's going to be yeah. exactly. and it's right at eye level it's with a at driver. eye level yeah. i mean it you can't even buy a car for the last 30 35 years without a high level brake light for that reason yeah because people don't look so yeah, anything exactly. that makes us more visible it's fantastic yeah so Alex, let's go back to that, because you just dropped a bombshell. So you were saying that as one of the pre-subscribers, I may be getting my break-free technologies light in four to five months. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I can't wait. I got to say, that thing actually feels like a pretty nice quality unit, t- unit too. Um, Thank you. How's the mounting point actually attached to the helmet? Do you epoxy it on, two-sided tape? It's a 3M VHB, so similar to all the GoPro uh, helmet mounts. Right. It's this uh, pretty thick, relatively thick, about millimeter and a half of adhesive. So highly impact resistant. And super sticky. Super sticky. Plenty strong. So um, if you fall off and trash your helmet, are you going to be able to get that thing off, or do you have to go to Break Free Technologies and just get a new mounting pad? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so you can get a new mounting pad. Yep. And you can reuse the old one, too. And I rem- if, you could, if you can get it oh, off. Yeah. You can, you can well, take the adhesive. Oh, 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 just like okay. with the GoPro mount, I assume That's you right, can you get can other re- mounts so for multiple helmets. And you had tested this work on full face, three-quarter, and halfies, right? We tested three-quarter and full face. I thought uh, I it saw would, it on a halfie. It would, fit if it, it would fit on there. It's just going to be a little bit higher up. Right. 
That's fine. So, all right, let's go back though. Let's talk about the process. What, Jim? Why are you flashing that thing in my face? You're blinding me. It has different modes, huh? Oh Jim's yeah. Flashing yeah, right. it's got yeah, yeah. Modes. yeah. So I'm about to have a seizure though. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing, there's, it's morphed along the way. A lot of things came. Jim, just keep looking at it. That's right. The the yeah. charging port, <laughs> the, the mounting, I'll put you I, I the shape. Oh, when you have that seizure, I'll put you in the comfort position. I know <laughs> this is not kind of marketed towards these groups of people, but like cyclists would really dig that. The fact that they have modes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so that'll work on a bicycle also. Yeah. It would work on a you, bicycle. We're gonna, you guys are going to sell a lot of units. Man. Well, thank you. All right. Have you marketed towards the bicycle market at all? Well, in our research, the bicycle product would have to be quite a bit different because yeah. bicyclists don't want stuff mounted to their helmets. They're uh, very sensitive to the weight. Really? You don't notice the weight of the brake free on your motorcycle helmet, but you would notice it on a you know bicycle Yeah, but helmet. if it's going to save your life. If, yeah. Well, yeah. That's my argument too. I think then, then I think the uh, the play there is to make it more of like a backpack accessory or something hmm. that you could wear on uh, on your person. Could you put it yeah. on like the seat stem? Yeah, yeah, you could you could do that. So then it would just mount like some type of C clamp or some kind of. Well, they they have a lot of lights to do that. They just don't all have the decelerometers, right? Right. Yeah. That's okay. a technical term. So I am I am you, darling. I am you. Spiritual. <laughs> All right. I would really love to go back, though, because this is something that, um, this has been a long journey for you. This is going to be like four years. Um, I'd like you to take us through and kind of explain the process of bringing a product like this to market. So you have an idea. Right. W- what's the first thing that you do? Well, you try and disprove it. You try and take it out and tell people about it and see what they would tell you. What I did personally was I took the idea to different motorcycle dealerships all around Bay Area and I tried to pitch the product idea to everybody and that's how i actually found ian i was telling you that story i think last time you were like a good mormon missionary yeah you were much. talking to anyone who exactly. would listen would, yes yeah i would show up at diff- different dealerships i would go to trade events i would talk to people and tell them hey this is what i'm trying to make this is my idea what do you think about it do you see a use for it who would use it would you buy one would your shop carry it like, that kind of stuff and then you know the idea forms based on the stuff that you find out so then at some point, though, you have to come up with a whole lot of money to get something made. Right. Um, can I ask you what it costs to make the first prototype? Like, what kind of investment does someone look into to actually have something made? I mean... Are you talking like 25, 50 grand? My co-founder, the person that I started this with, uh-huh. I think he invented uh, invested about close to ninety thousand uh, dollars into yeah. this thing. It's ex- yeah, yeah. You, you don't go in lightly. No, yeah, you can't really do it without money. Uh, you have crowdfunding now that could help you bring the product to market, mm-hmm. but you know it's still very challenging. There's a lot behind the scenes that you got to cover. Hardware right. is hard. Yeah. So you're working on design. You have to, you're trying to bring down weight. You're trying to bring down the size. So you're looking at what, like chips and and ports and all sorts of stuff. Like you're shopping for this stuff. You going through a catalog for this or you you hitting the market in China. What do you do? So that that's where our partner come in and uh, they have a whole sourcing team that, you know, they can help us source the best, best yeah. connectors, uh, whether or not they're available, what the quantities are, etc. That's right. Well, it's finding the right people to help me out because I'm not a technical person at all. 
Um, I'm a business person, essentially. From you know, that's that that's what I studied in the, at the university, and you know, so I had to find the the one person that was able to you know create that algorithm to make it all work, and we found other people that helped us design the circuit board and the components the idea was to use the most common components so that way they're going to be in supply and we're not going to be stuck with a product that we can't make because now we have to change out a major part of it mm. that's not so available did you hit any speed bumps along the way was there anything that was part of the design that you had to three throw out or redo I mean, we've started the design over three times from scratch, essentially. Wow. Um, so the, this version that you've seen since a year and a half ago, that's been the latest one. And so, yeah, we, we've had to change a few things. At first, we were pursuing the um, automotive standard called Chimsel, which is the center high mount whatever that stands for <laughs> it's essentially the standard that says this is how bright the light has to be and this is the light pattern that it has to create so we had a person that was working with us that was heavily pushing us in that direction telling us hey you know this thing if it meets an automotive standard people recognize the brightness Yeah. but unfortunately that route you know we created a product that was too massive we had to mm -hmm. we, it, it could, we could not make it look decent hmm. with, with the stuff that we would have to try and put in there so we had to throw out that idea and go with the custom led lights that we're currently using in there and then how about things like batteries because battery tech has changed a lot since you started on this um so yeah. so uh, what is the life of the battery now Currently, we're looking at about eight to ten hours of riding. It depends on what mode. It depends on how you ride, but it's about eight to ten hours. Uh, we have a three thousand milliamp hour battery in there, so that's plenty of juice. That's more than your most cell phones. Does it does it charge with a USB? Right. Yeah, it micro uses USB. a micro USB port. Okay. And then the the shape is kind of unique. Um, what is the bar in the middle? The purpose. That's trying to hide a giant battery. <laughs> ah, so you can't have lights across the whole thing. So, and it actually protrudes out. That's the right. mass of the battery? Yep, and that's exactly where the battery's at. It's basically a cylinder. Ah. It's an 18650 cell. Right. And we, we talked about this before, but I want to cover one of the dangers about anything that you attach to your helmet right. is that when you if there's a collision that that item now becomes a projectile into your helmet how and obviously when you had the hook and loop the velcro right. it wouldn't come off that easy no so how have you defeated that well we i the challenge was to have the mechanical design finished and we had a lot of questions that we couldn't answer ourselves so that's where i found henry he's a uh, we went to San Jose State University together. We had some friends in common, and Henry was able to help us address that issue because we've we've gone through different solutions for mounting. Uh, the hoop, hook and loop system that we were going with, mm -hmm. that was one idea. The other one that we actually had in the Indiegogo video was the magnet system that we right. were um, thinking of doing there. Uh, I remember that. It just popped on and popped off. Right, yeah. Yeah. So then Henry jumped in and really helped us solve that problem. Way to go, Henry. Hey, hey Henry, work, man. Henry, can I ask a question? Yes, sir. Um, have you guys already looked into making that unit smaller? If you can. Is it is it like... Maybe V2 Mini, you know? Oh, no, no. Okay. I'm just saying, like, is there a chance to make that smaller? 
Uh, definitely, if we uh, decrease the amount of light, so it's all about the, you know, how bright it is versus how how visible it is. So if you make it smaller, it's less visible. Then we uh, can go with the smaller battery. But you know, the eighteen six fifty is, is really perfect for the size. I'm right just now. thinking. I'm just thinking about other applications like bicycles. Like we talked about earlier about bicycles. Then you can, you know, it may not be as luminous as that but it's still going to work for a bicycle so oh, you could that, sell definitely. more unit. that's what i was yeah. that's where i'm going not for a motorcycle home Theo, are you trying to tell them how to make their product better that's my job <laughs> I'm, just, I'm the one who does that i'm just asking questions <laughs> so i one of the things that when you take a long journey like this to making something you're learning how the process works and you usually then start thinking about the next thing you're going to make because you know how to do it now. Have you already been doing that? Right now, we're focusing on just getting this thing done. <laughs> Tell the truth. You have an idea, don't you? Well, I mean, there's the obvious V2 yeah. for Break Free. Um, then the offshoot of the um, bicycle products. There's potential for licensing the technology to gear manufacturers. I mean, at this point, it becomes exciting because we have a patent that we can use to, mm -hmm. to help us with the licensing process and to bring more business. The patent is on the slow-down arometer? The slow-down arometer, yeah, <laughs> the eye brake. <laughs> and, and I bet you, uh, like downhill skiers and snowboarders might be interested in something like that too. Ooh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was actually thinking of uh, Scoot. You know, this uh, electric yeah. scooters up in the city. Oh yeah. Uh, talking to them, maybe we can get some mounts on their helmets because they 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 have helmets included with their rental. Hmm. So the obvious to me is when are you going to design your own helmet? Ooh, that's. <laughs> I don't think I want to take that challenge on because there's so many. It, it's so challenging to do right. that. There's, or, or could you partner with a manufacturer? That's going right. to be a better well, solution because hold on, hold on. For a gazillion well, million Terry, dollars. I think we're heading into Scully Terry territory. From Scully, are you <laughs> listening right now? Talk to us. Yeah. Give us a call, Terry. I think you need this in your helmet. Well, no, I, I was talking not. to that because um, when we were. Um, down at AIM Expo, we were look, uh, trying out the Scullies. And there's uh, three lights in the back. And I immediately thought, oh, is this one of your uh, you know, decelerometer thingies? He's like, no, that's actually to tell the battery, like the battery level. I'm like, oh. No, I think you're going down the wrong road. Not that I really? think the Scully is a bad idea, but yeah. the Scully helmet is very much, it's the Gucci of helmets. It is it's a high Yeah. Look no further than Bell. Yeah, Bell are right local. Yeah. They're right here. Mm -hmm. And I would put money that within the next five years, well, Bell would really like to have this product across the board as an option in their helmets so built in. Knowing that you're not a helmet tech, but from what you have learned, do you think that that technology could be put into a helmet? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Or would it be too close to the skull? And that'd be the challenge, right? Because once you do that, you right. start coming into issues such as Snell rating, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah but w it would just go on the aerodynamics of the helmet. If you think about it, yeah. if you're going to integrate yeah. that unit, you're just going to look at the aerodynamics of the helmet, and they're going to an engineer will figure that out at a helmet company. I definitely think it's the battery capacity that's we're going to hit the limit of that. You yeah. know, there, there's you know, Cena has a you know Bluetooth mm -hmm. integrated helmet out. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't have any lights or anything like that. Lights take a lot of energy to power on. So if you were to add that, you have to increase your battery capacity, which 
you know, there might just not be room right. for it. But the thing that we're going to keep going back to the price because the thing that impressed me the most and made me actually kick down my money so quickly is how reasonably priced this did is. We, did we say the price yet? I believe we did. The retail price that we have is 149 and currently on Indiegogo, you can pre-order it for 134 And then if you were one of the very first backers back in the day, yes. mm-hmm. that was 89 bucks. Yeah. Was the yeah. lowest, yeah. But I mean, 140 bucks. that's an entry-level helmet. You're into HJC money there, or, you know, uh, uh, LS2 money. These are very, very... It's a, it's a very cheap entry into something that really is great safety feature. Well, and we... You have to remember, though, this is reusable. Helmets come and go every couple of years. Yeah. This thing is reusable. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, we know that technology is usually worthless in a few years, I don't think this will be. No. You've made it to have a range that really no one needs to exceed eight hours. Uh, not many people are doing more than eight hours well, in the saddle. Actually, <laughs> not some of us many do. But, people. But I asked him about this earlier, Liza, and you can plug in a battery pack into your into your brake-free unit and have it go all day long on your iron butt ride. How, how yeah. do you charge it? There's a micro USB port on the bottom of the unit. So wait a minute. If it's a micro USB port, you could theoretically, if you're going on a 24-hour ride, well, yeah. you could plug it into your bike. You could, yeah. And just charge it on the fly. Yeah, I mean, I had the same problem riding cross-country with my Senna. Mm-hmm. It would not make it for the last couple right, hours right, right. of each yeah. day. But you've yeah, got cigarette lighter attachments all over your bike. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. all sorts of wires going into me. But my point <laughs> being that it's, it's not a four-hour light. It's an eight-hour light. Yeah. Right. You've hit the mark that it's... 95% of the right. So, like, stop. eight hours is constant on, yes? <laughs> yep. Right. Okay. Right. It's not going to be constant. Well, off and on, off and on. Right. So, okay. you, that's great. I don't think that needs to necessarily be improved. And it's it's bright. I mean, you've exceeded, I think, most expectations to a product that I can see doesn't necessarily need to change and, for and you've kind of many years. If you look at the Center 30K, that thing goes on 10 hours mm-hmm. uh, right. to, until the battery's dead. You can consider listening to music while you're writing, your brake light's on while you're writing. I charge that, but as often as I charge my Senna, I think that works out perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you did a smart thing, too, when you came out with the different colors. So how well did the Stormtrooper model sell? Because that looked cool. It does. Uh, so that one was the second most popular one. So the most popular one was the black one. I think right. we sold probably like 70% mm-hmm. were, were the blacked out version. Mm-hmm. The second one was the uh, Stormtrooper and then the original. Yeah, it looks cool. It seems to me, though, the, the next step is more lights just everywhere on our bodies, in a jacket or a backpack or a vest or whatever. I mean, you know, Jim, for safety, wears a yellow vest right. when he's riding for visibility. Um, I don't know if it's redundant if you have this on your helmet. No, but no it would help you. It would just add to the visibility. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, I love, something that helps with visibility but only from the behind do you have any ideas for anything for people in front of you because that's the big problem there's uh shark makes a helmet that has leds in the uh facing forward for the uh, module hmm. i don't remember what it's called but it does exist hmm. yep shark hmm. shark has a helmet also that's got the lights in the back as well but unfortunately they're very dim it's it's really hard to see except for maybe at night hmm 
our we we had uh, what what did we call it? It was it was a stretch goal for our campaigns uh, that we we thought we could we could do. Uh, it was a forward facing light using the exact same technology that we have for brake free, uh, but something that's really slim that mounts kind of to the center of the helmet and like right here in the. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was gonna say that would help me for all my accidents. The forehead area. Yeah, the forehead. Yeah, like above the forehead there. Yeah. I think. Now, um, now Alex, I've <clears throat> got to ask you: Have you heard about these shoes you can buy that are tied into your turn yeah. signals and brake lights? I've I've done a couple of those at work to mm. Ducati Scrambler owners. <laughs> there, there's lights around the, the. Yes. No. Don't laugh, Jim. They're on Kickstarter. Yeah, they. We, don't laugh, Jim. We watched their campaign when, yeah, when exactly. they were on there. And mm. it, you can use turn signals. Hmm. And brake lights right. in the soles of yep. your your plimsoll <laughs> shoes. That's right. The more the better. Yes. Yeah. High yeah. visibility. So you they have to charge your shoes. What about like the shoulders? Yes. A sleeves. Illuminated sleeves. Now I'll, I'll tell you. Powered. Let me predict the future, and this could be interesting. There was a time <laughs> back in the day when yeah. I would travel with my computer yes. and my GPS yes. and my MP3 player yes. and my camera yes. and my phone. Yes. And now they're all in one unit. Mm-hmm. Yes. As we are adding more and more luxuries, we've got our Bluetooth headsets. Here we go. We've got our lights. Yes. We've got our cameras. Put them all in one. There you go. I've given you (laughs) the future, the solution. There you go. We'll take it and run. There you go. Integrate yourself. Uh, the Breakinator 5000. Who's, who's going to win? The one who comes out with all the things in one thing. So, just are, you, are you saying that they need to just make Break Free an app that you can put on your smartphone and stick your smartphone to the back of your helmet? Exactly. Oh. And, then the, and then the light comes on. Then the uh, yeah, the flasher, flashlight comes on whenever you break. Oh, yeah. I know Alex loves coming here when we tell him all the things he hasn't done right. <laughs> Story of my you, life. You really should have just made an app. But uh, seriously, I break 3000 was good. It, it was. was good. It, was, it was one of my favorite names for sure. <laughs> Make a special version called the I break 3000. But, All right. So, um, seriously. The Misfits version. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a great price. It Moto looks Bandito. cool as it does. hell. It is. I mean, it's the only safety product I can think of that looks it actually looks really it doesn't, cool. It doesn't look odd on the helmet. No, you know, it doesn't. Like, like when you look at the venting on the top and things like that, it doesn't yeah. stand out as odd. Yeah. There is absolutely no excuse, because I know we pitch all the gear all the time here at Misfits. You know, there's a couple of Misfits who've had simple wrecks, a couple of Misfits that have had bad, bad wrecks, and their gear has saved them. So we <laughs> pitch it. Every <laughs> single worry. person <laughs> listening to this podcast <laughs> now should get themselves like one of these. They are absolutely... They're friggin' brilliant. Yeah, and and the design really is a it's a, it's a good looking design. It it it's it's on par with like automotive taillights. I mean, it, oh, it's better than automotive taillights. Well, okay, I was <laughs> it was at least on par with automotive taillights. I mean, it is it is really really a good a good job you guys have done with that. I am very very impressed. Thank you. Thank Ian. you. you may, it's not yeah, like you, it's Ian. not like hot glue and, and like cardboard. You know, it's yeah. not like an Etsy product. Yeah, no, this is professionally. <laughs> and I'm, actual, <laughs> and I'm gonna get mine in four months. Yes. <laughs> so excited. It'll match uh, Rufus's tail light. Yeah, it will. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Rufus has it. got that giant tail light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of the reasons I like the bike so much, because it's so visible from behind. Mm-hmm. With this thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll see you from the moon. 
Yes. <laughs> you guys may have covered it. Have you talked about integrating turn signals into it, like at some point? Yeah, I think that that's going to be a V2 yeah. version. Because that would be like the next really awesome. Because to me, turn signals are just as important as right. brakes. Well, and I, I tilt my head to show people I'm turning. Yeah. <laughs> that way. If that was the case, that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like half the vamping to dance to, to show tunes. Your head's doing that all day long. It's like half the vampire art today. Yeah. All right. So we know that. that Alex is the one who came up with this, and then we know that Henry came up with a way to attach it. But Calvin, what have you done? So I am actually just joining the group here uh-huh. and still in conversation about how and how much uh, for the types of work that will be going on, I'm going to be contributing to the marketing perspective of what's going on. No, you're going to be the brochure model, darling. So you're going to be posing. You're going to be posing in the brochure, wearing a helmet. It's very good-looking, young man. That's exactly what we're doing today as well. Getting the footage so for how, that exact reason. How are you going to get this out there? What's so, your big plan? So let's hear I, all your secrets. Well, I, now I'm really wishing that Alex and I had this conversation before we started. <laughs> but based off of what has been discussed, I actually did some digging on social media and the website, and as well as Indiegogo, reading what people are saying. Podcast. Uh, podcast? You gotta mm-hmm. throw that in there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. The podcast. I will listen to the first one. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> so, to answer your question, and Alex has brought this up already, a, a few different things, one of which uh, kind of veering away a little bit from Indiegogo and kind of hosting this on the website. So uh, implementing a sales cart, if you will, uh, do it with your credit Uh card right on the Mm breakfreetech.com website. Also implementing some other landing pages that will kind of help with SEO and SEM to bring traffic to the website. Uh, Things like this podcast, for example, posting it on a news page, a news center landing page, along with other articles, uh, maybe tying in social media to it, so that way the website sorry, will pull sorry, in sorry, sorry, certain posts from social media channels into the website. So is your goal to go direct to market, or you want to try and get, get to wholesalers? A little bit of both, actually. I think, and Alex had this point as well, talking to uh, dealerships, having dealership packs, uh, mm-hmm. multiple ones for a little more discounted price, but I think I want to get Lemmy or Lemmy or Lemming from Revzilla to touch this oh, yeah. product. I would mm. love for him to hold it and talk about it while yeah. riding the Honda Monkey. He was at the, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you saw it, but it was a great video. He was at the AIM Expo, actually. Was he? Nice. Yeah, he was. Oh, a lot of those guys cool. were. Yeah, that would be awesome. Calvin, while I remember, darling, what are you riding? I'm riding a 2013 CBR 600 double R. And I have to say, this is the cleanest. <laughs> CBR six, and I'm including the new ones that are sitting in our showroom right mm. now at Monterey. This bike is the cleanest CBR six hundred I have Thank you. ever seen. You can you. eat your lunch off of any surface on it, including inside the engine. I'll are you bet. done kissing up? No, I mean, have you seen this thing? It is. Nice. It's amazing. Thank you. It's yeah. a very nice bike. Just another, another thought I had though too is: have, have you guys approached the AMA yet about this? Because this sounds like something that they might be interested in writing an article for the magazine. Oh, yeah. Because this is something I think a lot of motorcyclists would be interested in, and the AMA is about promoting motorcycling safety, so it might be worth a shot. Good point. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Another thing I want to point out, too, is contributing from a strategic perspective, Uh, coming up with campaign strategies to get the word out there, to get the product out there, and get more reach and conversions to people who want this product. Are Are you planning on doing events? 
I would like to identify the best events to go to, actually. Ah. Whether it's a group ride or whether it's <laughs> well, something else. That's but something we might expos. actually be able to help you with Not and our AMA listeners Vintage as well. <laughs> I, I think Not Mid-Ohio. Being an exhibitor is really, really influential because you have these attend- attendees that come in here and ultimately pay the money to learn everything they can while being at these events. Actually, this is a good uh, good question for you, Alex. Do you have your demographics on the people on the pre-purchases uh, location-wise? Yes. Yes, we do. Not Florida. No. Not in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm wondering if the states without a helmet law have yeah. less sales. Some, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, even in states where there's no helmet law, people are starting to wear more helmets. It was really wild to me, like moving to Denver and seeing people without helmets riding around. Yeah, it was freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I've well, only been riding. Die. So where's the uh, where's the hot market and what's the the socioeconomic lowdown on the people that are doing it? Well, That's the, where I come in, but yeah. feel free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, California is obviously the uh, yeah. one of the top choices. Uh, Texas is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, East Coast, there's there's a high concentration of people out there. Um, <laughs> about Europe, European market. Well, yeah, I mean, Europe Obviously. is Europe is huge yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's it's one of the biggest growing markets right now, and I think they're the th- like three times the size of the U.S. by by ridership. Mm. Right. Now, I, I blurted out not in Florida, but to give you a little bit of background from that about mm-hmm. that is I'm originally from Florida. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we had a feeling. And, and born and raised, <laughs> uh, been in California since 2010, and I've only been riding for about a year, and I went back. The, uh, Christmas last year, and I, it wasn't until after I started writing, visiting Florida, that I noticed how few people wear helmets. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and, and it was just, it was disturbing, and you know, well, no. well live live and let live. That there, I, there's a reason for that. Florida man is not interested in safety. Well, no, <laughs> it's not high on his list of priorities. Florida man no, doesn't need safety. The reason is because in Florida, the most common bike you'll see there is a large cruiser, a big twin, and they don't crash, so they don't have to. <laughs> I think the most common bike in Southern Florida is actually a, probably a Raptor or another four wheeler <laughs> that you see riding around Miami, or a stretched Hayabusa. There you go. Well, no, I, I would actually. <laughs> I would actually recommend um, doing events because you have to see yeah. this yeah. Right. to understand it. So let me ask you, Liza, mm-hmm. how do you envision our booth looking? You walk into these mm-hmm. sh- this event, a whole bunch of exhibitors here with booths of all sizes, all different kinds of lights. I mean, I guess we should use lights, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you envision for us? Uh, I got to have the backdrop posters, right? Right. Uh, Or the video screen with a commercial with John Mm -hmm. going over and over. Uh, Maybe some of the footage that you shot today down the street. Um, Have have some actual break-free lights lit up on the outside. You know what I actually see, Calvin, which I think would be a really dramatic shot, is if you get... When a motorcycle's braking and braking hard, if you catch it on that back three-quarter... Shot. It's a very dramatic look anyway, because the front's diving, the tail's high, and it looks dramatic. So if you if you have a shot, maybe even in the rain, of a sport bike braking hard, you've got the tail lights up, the brake lights up, and the brake free up, and you've got kind of lines coming back off the lights. <coughs> so it's obviously a moving shot. Mm. And do that as a huge poster. That'd be an extremely dramatic Are shot. Are you ready for this? I, yeah. Are you ready for this? I suggested 
that somebody opened their car door while I'm riding with the brake free technologies on the helmet. Yeah, I mean, dramatic. I'd like yeah. to point out this does not help you brake harder. Let's just get that clear. It's the visibility shot. But I mean, obviously, you have a helmet. You have a helmet with a brake free tech on it. And you can just have it moving backwards and forwards. I I actually have an idea of how to display it. And the answer is around this room. Model trains? Well, (laughs) model trains. (laughs) Model trains, uh, they go on a track. And if you actually had a track that was in a half moon with a helmet mounted on a you know on wheels uh. so you could pull it up to the top let it go let it go down and as it starts to get to the other side and slow down it's going to automatically turn on right just oh, gravity yep. just gravity Fantastic. That is and amazing. you could actually just sit there and let a helmet roll up and down on a track but you said this room now can we have this helmet and hang it from the ceiling like the moon like the death star and have this, this oh. light pointing down to the room. <laughs> oh, no, you're yes. right. You don't have to have a track. You just have it tethered, like like a tether ball. Let it go. And as it, it gets could, to the other side. It could be go. like a pinata. <laughs> and if you hit it, candy comes out. <laughs> All right. We, we got out of control. Great. Right. But, I was going to say, like, what if like you go to, say, Long Beach Motorcycle Show or something like that, and, you know, they do demo rides and stuff like that, and you go to some of the leaders and say, hey, mind slapping this on the back of your helmet, and just have, like, the ride leaders, like, right. ride with your uh, brake light thing on the back of it right and if somebody is interested in it then they can point you to your booth but you know the the you've got to get involved in the bigger events and yes you've got to be visible there the obvious one here is going to be uh anything at laguna seca like world superbike Okay. Mm. And oh. just just being there and having a couple of the products out there, kind of riding around. Because if you ever go to Laguna Seca, <coughs> it's a big, rangy track. And you don't just go and park your bike and watch the races. I mean, you, you ride into the paddock, you ride around the per- perimeter. So just having a couple of strategic riders on very flashy <coughs> bikes riding around with these things on the back. Mm. You don't even need a booth. Actually, You're going to generate so um, much but, interest. But have, but have a big sign on the back with like the Break Free logo right, right, so right. people will see that. No, and we were, we were just at the best event. You missed it. Yeah, AIM Expo, yeah. AIM Expo because it has the the you know wholesale, the vendors, right. the first part, and then it has open to the public. Right. And no, I really think this needs to get out there where people can actually touch it and see it, touch it you yeah. have to see how bright it is we're sitting here in a, a lit room and it's blinding and yeah. it is so because this isn't made just to assist at night this is during the day as yes. well yep so oh, it yeah. has to be brighter than the yeah. sun yeah. do you remember <laughs> in, in raiders of the lost ark that <laughs> nazi guy well, he when melts. he saw the face melted my face is melting now i do have a question is this product big with new riders I think so. It's going to be big with everyone, Johnny. I, I John, can, as I a can new writer, <laughs> we actually just had. Would a, I? Would I buy it? Yes. I think so. Yeah. I would. I think so. Let I me. Would. I'd like to share my experience when I first started writing. Actually, been writing for less than a year. Sure. And uh, for the record, I happened in a left turn collision back in March. Ooh. <laughs> Definitely hurt for a few weeks, but. Oh, that luckily, reminds me. Excuse me, one sec. Henry, how long has it been since you crashed? Uh, over three months. Hey, congratulations! Hey, woo! woo! Oh, awesome. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I just lost the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I, you just had to point that out. <laughs> totally derailed that for a second. So, I used to work at Airbnb in San Francisco, and oh. their office is off of Brandon Street in San, San Francisco. Now, my living in Oakland, I would take BART, and the only way to get to the office is to walk 15 minutes to the office. Mm-hmm. Their back door faced an alleyway where everyone, and the mama, would park their bike in this alleyway. <clears throat> you can't park your car there. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay for traffic if you can even find a spot. So, loving bikes since I was a kid, seeing this every day really turned me on to getting a bike. Mm-hmm. And I started looking on YouTube where I stumbled upon Psycho Cruza, who is the mm-hmm. the at guy of all right. all the time. So mm-hmm. I, I pretty much learned without much money mm-hmm. what gear to be riding with. So I had an idea of Snell. I had an idea of helmets that I liked. As a matter of fact, my first helmet was the helmet that he was marketing on his uh, channel, the Scorpion uh, e- EXO R2000 Raven, a very nice high-vis Raven-styled helmet. So that Sounds like a name we would have come up with. Yes. <laughs> 3,000. Mm-hmm. That's a Raven. Raven. 3,000. So my I point Raven. here is that having seen these videos I was very safety oriented as a new writer right and even though I didn't have a whole lot of money I bought a thousand dollar F4I beat up called it the ugly duckling missing a mirror low sided a couple times who knows if I had an oil change (laughs) and I just got gear bit by bit by bit and I would definitely be turned on to this product uh, should I have done the research and should it reach out to me on social media or what have you so plus you can reuse it it's not like you have to buy it every time you get right. a new helmet. Yep. Yeah, and if you have multiple helmets, you can swap it yeah. from one to the other. Too. That's a good exactly. point. Yeah. yeah. And the mount's not helmet. even that big. It's not even if you have it off and you want to ride without it, it yeah. wouldn't even look that bad. Either. Yeah. Let's remind our listeners if they want to see this or to purchase it, where do they go? You would go to ID. I, uh, Use your words. Go Breakfreetech.com. Breakfreetech.com. Yeah, that's, 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 that's why we get paid. That's why we That's right. Yep. And that will you'll find a link to Indiegogo to order one. Is that front and center? Is yeah. that one word or three words? Yes. <laughs> it's all one long one word. It's one long it's word. URL. Breakfreetech. Yes. Dot com. Well, I wanted to share something because uh, knowing you were coming in today. I, I often start to do research and I pull out my phone or computer and it took me down a rabbit hole. Okay. Is it cigar throttle? Because if it's not, I don't want to. <laughs> cigar I want I want cigar throttle. This might be as good or bad, however you see that. <laughs> um, so I typed in break free tech and something else came up. Oh. Oh my. Yes. Dun, dun, and I bought um, it. <laughs> oh. Oh my. I showed you. So this there's a site called <laughs> banggood.com <laughs> sounds legit okay it's a good start right. and it's not a porn site <laughs> not a porn site i promise banggood.com it's a lot like wish this is that stuff you can buy on amazon or ebay these are these cheap things that are being you know brought in you really can't trust it but sometimes i like to buy them just for grins just to see <laughs> what they really are see and, how bad they are well what i actually found was a wireless motorcycle helmet with led brake turn and turn signal light indicators that goes on the back of the helmet right um and it is a lot less than yours however this is exactly what you were trying to avoid you do have to wire a transmitter mm. to the bike and reading some of the reviews, the lights didn't always work. 
Oops. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I'm sure this was not built for a high standard of quality or battery or anything. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, why not? I'll try it. But then it took me down. I started, what else do they have? Uh-oh. Rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Now, are you in the manufacturer Banggood right now? The Banggood.com. Yes. So I got a a light for the back of a helmet for $35.99. Bargain. Then for $7.29, I got a phone mount, a phone holder. But instead of it having like the X clamp or anything, it's a zippered case hmm. that your phone goes into to keep it weatherproof. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. But you're holding a Galaxy Note 8. Who cares about the weather? I shower with mine. <laughs> um, and it's $7.29. Bargain. So I was like, why not? I'll try that. You're and terrible then at this. You're horrible. I found for $16.98 with free shipping. Phones free shipping. Some uh, handlebar extension risers. Because some of my bikes, um, I want to raise the handlebars. These are, you know... Ones that just give you an extra like inch and a half, but the are one you, are you shilling for Bang Good right now? No, 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 but the one I'm, I thought <laughs> was really yeah, cool. Seriously. By the way, those things are made with Chinese. Those are made with Chinese. Yes. Didn't Johnny Chrome crash because he bought some cheap yes. bar risers? Yes, oh. maybe. But I'm gonna pass this around. I thought this was cool for 11.99. I got a little uh, USB adapter for your cigarette lighter and Jim and Ock know when we were, went to Vegas like I had two die on the trip like my phone would just mm. stop charging I have to go into the gas station buy another one and um, so uh, I there I mean I know they're crap anyway but this one is cool because it's got the two USB ports and in the middle, it tells you what your battery voltage is. It's a voltometer. It looks like it's perfect. At it's a voltanometer. Velociraptor. <laughs> 3,000. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cool. If I'm going to buy cheap shit, let's buy cheap shit with more tricks. There you go. The only f- fatal mistake I think you made are those handlebar risers. Mm. Yeah, maybe. If maybe. you bolt $16 handlebar risers on your bike, <laughs> you're asking for it. You, you get what you pay for. Anything it. that happens after that. No. Oh, but then I was showing uh, Theo. They've got some, I think, pretty cool um, saddlebags in there. Um, and, of course, there's everything. And then there's the weird thing where you'll search under a category like saddlebags, and you'll be flipping through. And then suddenly you'll see, like, um, sheepskin pajamas suit. And you're like, what? How'd that, that get in here? You know, <laughs> you see weird things. But um, They also have $20 DOT-approved helmets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. DOT. And then they're going to bring you up to furrier costumes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I, I wanted to thank you for sending me down that rabbit hole. You're welcome. Because um, I now I just ordered a bunch of stuff just to see. Just to see. I think you went there yourself. <laughs> you well, it started with the light. It started right. with the light. I want to see what other, what if other people were making them. And I've heard of other people <laughs> who are in the same journey as you trying to come to market but i still think that yours is better in oh, that you don't need to have it linked to anything i've done a couple at the shop i did the shoes with the scrambler and really that's more of a novelty than mm-hmm. anything else because nobody looks down they're at down, that level yeah, they're down low. but yeah. i've done a couple of the helmet ones mm-hmm. that um you actually Put a transmitter on the bike, and that's wired into the brake and the turn signals. So, how, can you tell us how that works? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a wireless transmitter, and you wire the transmitter up to the brake light and the tail light and the left and right turn signals on the bike. 
crimp on or do you have to cut your wiring? Well, I don't do crimp you? on anything. <clears throat> I uh, splice and solder it. Okay. But you can crimp it on. But either either way, I mean, you're talking one, two, three, four, five, including the ground wires. Kind of like the back-off brake right. modulator. And it's in. about the size of a cigarette lighter. And so you 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 have to put it in a very specific point on the bike. You kind of glue it underneath the seat. And then um, the bit that goes on the helmet receives the signal from that. And so the idea is left, right. And it kind of worked okay, but it was very, very dim. I mean, mm. it was clunky. Yeah. And it required quite, quite a bit of wiring into the bike. Um, I did another one that was even clunkier than that. So uh, this, by far, is a far superior product. <coughs> Yeah, because if you if you're getting into the yeah. wiring, you're you're running the risk of either having uh, you know a loose connection eventually, right, exactly. or you could screw up the stock wiring in the bike possibly if you're not you know careful about it. So, and I maintain every single product I've come across that involves wiring a bike, every single one, you can have the best quality product in the world, mm -hmm. and for some reason they give you crappy connectors. Yep. Every yep. single one has got the crappiest connectors. Mm -hmm. So they're in the kit, so we're going to use them. Well, six months <laughs> later, the product stops working because the connectors are so crappy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why they do that. It's just cheap. You know, it's like the product's okay. Right. In this case, it wasn't. But what's um, what's what's needed to get the product out the door? But even and they don't the care about good, it after that. Even the good products have just the shittiest connectors to them. Yeah. So <clears throat> tra la la. I'm just continuing to go down the rabbit hole. There's a lot of really cool stuff on here. <laughs> uh, I know, but it's also What was also the name of the cheap. website again? Um, bang, I wonder. Banggood.com. Bang I wonder how many listeners are actually going to that website it's right now good. listening to this podcast. Oh, Probably Jim. too many. Oh, Jim. They've got tanks and seats. What? Too. Look at that. Um, no, Banggood is, is, world, sure. is not as funny as... What was the... Um, Clownpenis.fart? No, the one at what? the the bike company at AIM Expo. Oh, Dong Feng. Dong Feng. Yeah, Dong Feng. We Dong called Feng. it Wolf Dick the whole dick, time. Dick Tooth. Dick Tooth. Dick Tooth. Dong Feng. And like, really, you guys are here with a company called Dong Feng. Yeah, what's wrong with that name? Hold it's on, perfect. <laughs> Henry. Hey, whoa, whoa. These were your people. They are my. <laughs> what what is a dong fang? <laughs> about about half an inch. Some dude's name. No. no. What what is dong fang a thing? What is it? What does some that mean? Name. Some people. Some, some poor guy yes. in China's name. Uh, yeah. It's perfect bad. English. It's perfectly <laughs> fine in China, but here he's here it's a little dong different. Fang. I was actually surprised because doesn't somebody at some point say this is not going to translate well? Don't everybody doesn't everybody do that? Run their company through different languages. And to see if it translates well? I didn't. I'm sorry. You didn't? <laughs> no. What, what does uh, your company translate to in Russian? <laughs> I don't know. Break and eater. Break and eater, yeah. I don't know. We just use the English word. You know, I mean, it, it, it really could end badly because for all you know, Alex, I mean, break free in... Croatian or something might was. mean like monkey scrotum or something. <laughs> I mean, you could be in big trouble. Possibly. Hopefully I, not. I heard about that. There was someone else that it, it was a it was it wasn't a motorcycle company. It might have even been a podcast or something. But in another language, it it translated to like I rape you or something like that. Right. You know. 
Well, the most the most famous one in mm. in recent times that there used to be because they've gone bankrupt now. I believe there was a British truck manufacturer called Foden, oh. and in Swedish, Foden was a big pile of steaming horseshit. <laughs> you gotta say it. What's up, man? I, I want to say something here. Yeah. So I um. On that subject of names in other countries, made me remember back in school that there's some automotive, you know, some cars that yeah. had these names that had bad translations. Mm. One of which is the Mitsubishi Pajero, uh, P-A-J-E-R-O. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Right. Not for sale in the U.S. And well, I know someone who gets them. Phil. Mm-hmm. They're translated to wanker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In which language? <laughs> I mean, the, the British language, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, what, what was it translated from that it meant, meant that? Do you remember? Ah, oh, Pajero. It's a Japanese car, so I, I oh, couldn't okay. tell you. Yeah. Then you have the Chevy Nova, which oh, yeah. in Spanish no go. Nova. means won't go. Spanish. <laughs> yep, there you go. Nova. <laughs> Doesn't go. <laughs> exactly. Or well, the Buick Lacrosse in French. Yeah means masturbating teenagers. What? Nice. Where's Sigalane when we need her? I don't verify that one. You're starting to make yeah, shit up now. Right there. I'll pass this around. <laughs> but, um, it's on the internet. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really think you need to get out to some expos. We go to a lot of them. I don't know. Do you guys think that one show would be a good place or no? Mm, not Would so hipsters much. like this? I mean, What's your favorite? Hurt. I mean, because when you think of vendors, there are a lot of vendors at the one moto. Yeah, and I think you know, I think. Are you selling beard oil at the same time? No, yeah. if you're selling beard um, oil at the same time, you, you have to make the, the unit brown. Yeah, no, you've got to yeah, make it in copper. plaid. <laughs> if you do a plaid, it, it, is. it is. They have a blacked out we'll, one. We'll, no, we'll no plaid, trimmer. not oh, plaid. Plaid. Yeah, brown. If, you do, if you do it in brown yeah. plaid, sell it to hipsters. Does that come in brown leather and cream? Yeah, not yet. Leather stitching or brown leather with copper. That would sell really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd buy that. <laughs> the steampunk <laughs> version. We'll add some rose gold to it. Yeah. yeah. The industry show was good, though. I mean, not only did you have a lot of vendors, you had, you had dealers, you had manufacturers, and you had a lot of people in a similar situation with these really great ideas that they're trying to get off the ground. And I think the media exposure, you know, like the AIM Expo, really leveraged, you know, a lot of that. Well, and, and also the, um, the what was it, the Bikes on the Bay, or what was the name of the, the Rolling Sands? Oh, yeah. Motor Beach Sands Classic. Motor Beach Classic, yeah. That would probably oh, be yeah. a go to as well. That's close by okay. yeah well i wanted to thank you for coming in and give us giving us an update I, you've been also very diligent in full disclosure like updates, absolutely yeah uh, to your backers about what's going on even when there were things like delays in production and testing and i know that was hard because i've also seen the comments a lot of people saying why does this take so long yep. that's why i wanted to give you the opportunity to explain this is a long process it is but you're almost there. We are almost there. And and honestly, as 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 one of your customers, I would much rather you take the time and get it right, right. And, and make it a good product because you know that's that's what where the value is going to be. So well, thank you for I, saying that. Yeah. So I you know I'm as oh, much yeah. as, as much as I would have loved, loved to have had it a couple of months ago, I am totally willing to wait until next spring and then get the the final product that is just just perfect because uh, that's you know that that's going to be the, the the best thing you know best outcome possible and you know what alex when i get that thing and it's like christmas time and i open it yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great oh yeah i'm so excited i'm gonna get mine before you i know you are <laughs> 
How do you wait? How was how rock paper scissors? How are you making? How do you make sure? How are you shipping? Is it when you purchased it? Is it alphabetical? Eliza wants unit one. <laughs> you want one? <laughs> uh, we're still working out all the shipping details right now, so I, I would imagine it would be one massive shipment. We would use a fulfillment company to send everything out all at once. I'm gonna get mine before you. <laughs> I'm gonna get B comes before M. I don't know. I'm going to get it first. I'm going to wave it <laughs> under your nose. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. But I wanted to thank you for giving us an update because it's been exciting knowing everything you've gone through, all the ups and downs. You know what's going to happen? Theo's going to go home, go straight onto the website and order his, and he's going to get his first. <laughs> I know. Come down I, am go- I am, make sure of it. I am going home to order one. Oh, I, by know. The way. I think a lot will. But yeah. it's, it's been a long journey, and you're so almost there, and I knew it was exciting. You had posted, like, we're going out to, like, pick him up and see him and hold him in our hands. So I was enjoying that excitement along with you, too. So thank you for bringing it in so that yeah, we could thanks, see guys. it. thanks, guys. And I think we said, so you've got, what, four of these? We and currently what, have four units, what, yeah. What did we decide they're worth, like? Fifty thousand dollars each, or something. Something close, close <laughs> to yeah. Good Lord. Maybe, plus maybe or minus. Yeah. And wow. wait, and who dropped one today? Uh, Henry <laughs> dropped one. Henry Don't. the Asian. <laughs> then Henry dropped one. <laughs> Both <laughs> Henrys. <laughs> yeah. But haven't dropped one. They still work though, right? And it didn't shatter, so no. that was so a good drop test. Too. Went well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thank you, the guys. official drop Sit test nervously. happened here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So um, I wanted to get to some emails um and this Email is one time. i think is really cool this is about the moto relief project and we had our guests on yeah, uh, recently yeah. um for those who don't recall um this is the moto relief project is a group in colorado that takes vets uh and first responders who deal with ptsd and other problems they take them on dirt biking adventures because how else do you fix a soul but right. with getting on a motorcycle? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which Super I thought cool. is really cool. Yeah. Super cool. So um, uh, this is from our friend Eric's story. And he says, hey, Misfits, I was listening to the latest podcast. Hello, Eric. On my way into work today, and I wanted to thank you for featuring this company. As a veteran with PTSD, it is amazing what these companies are both doing and providing as a service for us. I wish I had the time to do something like this, but I work full-time for the VA, and I also go to school full-time. So unfortunately, it's not in the books for me. But either way, thanks for putting these types of interviews out there to the masses. I think it's just important where people are admitting that they have a problem and they're working on fixing it. And that's the first step. Mm -hmm. He says, as a side note, motorcycling has kept me sane since I got off active duty in 2007 and I am lucky enough to have found a woman who shares the same passion with me. Nice. I tried to get her to agree with your policy that the correct amount of motorcycles is always... N plus one. Exactly. (laughs) Unfortunately, she set me to a hard limit of four total. Boo! Between the two of us. That's a good number, though. That that is fair. Something, something, garage space, I don't know. So the trick is, (laughs) as as long as you get the right bikes, you can ride any of them, from what I have found at least. He tried to see us at Mid-Ohio, but he missed us. It's going to be there in 2019. Cool. and uh, let's see. He ho- oh, he's from Dayton, Ohio. Nice. Thanks for everything you do for the community. And he says, "P.S. Tell Miss Emma, hello, darling. and Bagel, hello. 
Hello. As a fellow ginger with what I think is a magnificent ginger beard, Ooh. I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. <laughs> Kiss a ginger, 25 cents. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you, Eric. I'm glad you appreciate it. They're doing really cool things. That is great. Um, and you know that cool cat that I hang out with, Mike Beck? Mm-hmm. He did exactly the same program many, many years ago um, with a horse clinic. Mm. Same setup for veterans with PTSD. And it's it's such important work. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So all respect to them. Jim, what you got there? All right. We got a bike shop setup from Tyler P. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey Tyler P. Ooh, Tyler P. Greetings from Canada, eh? Hey, hey what a hoser. Take off your knob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know what? I tried all-dressed potato chips for the first time. Mm-hmm. God, it's amazing. They're Canadian. <laughs> yes. You gotta, you, you've got to try this thing. All dressed potato chips. Did you tie the ties and shoelaces? No. Oh. Then it wasn't all dressed. No. How is that like? Is that like poutine or something? It's like the poutine of potato chips. <laughs> it's they're sweet, they're salty, they taste of tomato, they taste spicy. You've got to try them. All dressed. All right. It is the number one flavor in Canadian land. <laughs> all dressed. You have to. Is that, like, is that like the Canadian version of fruit punch? Actually, you have to get ketchup chips in Canada. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so all dressed are kind now. of like ketchup chips, but but like but beyond that, more this, this is worth listening to the podcast just by itself. Yeah. <laughs> The chip talk. Right. Okay, very good. All right, Carry so on. Tyler, thanks for the note. Yeah, I uh, just started listening to the podcast recently and love it. <laughs> I figured I'd share some pictures of my little sh- middle, my little bike shop with an E. It's cute. Uh, I live in a one-bedroom apartment in town. He old he bike to shop my motorcycle for the winter, <laughs> so he rented a 10 by 15 storage locker uh-huh. uh, oh, cool. just a few minutes north of him. Okay. okay. All right. Showing the picture. Looks like someone get, we get murdered in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the left is my Would you like to see some puppies? And on the right is my buddy's Vulcan that needs a clutch and stator we plan on doing in the spring. Nice. It has LED strip lights that run on an old marine battery. Okay. A, De- mm-hmm. a DeWalt cordless radio, drill mm-hmm. saws, a uh, 5,000 watt Jenny that powers his Hobart MIG welder, mm-hmm. gas capable but running flex core, sorry, Enema. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, <laughs> breathe deep. Um, the, a small bench in the back with sockets and wrenches, a fully loaded yeah, yeah. tool chest on the right, um, plastic shelf, blah, blah, blah. This is a three-page. The way, but there's good pictures, so yeah. it's actually a pretty cool little setup. Um, so he's been writing for oh look at that right for mm-hmm. five years. Oh, that's now. bloody marvelous. Yeah, he's got yeah. So he started with a 250 Virago, then a 250 Super Sherpa, followed by a 16 KTM Duke 390 mm. that was recently pinched. Oh no, from my apartment parking lot. So I bought the 883 Sportster for six dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, my Man. goodness. Oh, well, and my insurance payouts. So there we go. There you go. Uh, big cramp, but I have done fork seals, valve oil uh, on a friend's urinal, or urinal. Uh, <laughs> valves on the Sherpa, oil and primary on the Sportster. Uh, Very and build nice. A, and build a drift trike. Oh, that's fun. Hmm. Cool. That's cool. Um, all right, so like I'd like m- to mention... Motorized oh, I'd like to mention this style bike jack. We got one of these here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, those things are great. Mm. Craftsman, Harbor Freight, just the type that goes underneath the frame and lifts it up. Yeah, it takes up way less room than a full bike lift, easy to maneuver, uh, with both wheels off the ground, makes suspension work easy, or rim jobs knock. Yeah. yeah. It makes for easy rim jobs. Perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not easy to drag over gravel, however. Nope. Uh, let's see. The uh, brass pole is, yes, a brass pole. <laughs> <laughs> no need to say anything else. Uh, 
And while my shop doesn't have a fence, I do have coffee cans to pee in. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going with this. Just happy that Canada just legalized weed. Hey, <laughs> so did Mexico, by the way. Did, did they really? Move too. Yeah. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Keep the rubber side down, eh? All right. And that was Tyler? What's that? What was well, yeah, that was Tyler P. Tyler P. Send us some all dressed chips, ty- please, Tyler P. I know, I gotta check this out now. And no, you gotta. Jim. They're great. Because mm-hmm. I gave you that to read because you've made some improvements to your shop. Yeah, oh and yeah. I actually enjoy going over there and hanging out in the shop now. Right? It it's is kind of cool, fun. It's better than your house. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but you got you got some additions way this more week. Dangerous. Yes, yeah, so shout out to Andy again. You know, he stoked me out with that MIG welder last weekend and uh, and the compressor. And uh, and I've kind of been bringing it back, so I picked up some gas for it and you went with the Argon CO2 mix. Can I have to share a story you guys? Uh-huh. So Jim uh, called me uh, yesterday. Yeah. He's like, um, so I have to, the plug for the welder doesn't fit into my 220 outlet. I'm like, yeah, you just go get an adapter, change it out. Uh, okay. And he went and got an adapter, and I came over, and he'd wired it up. But he's like, I want to see if my outlet has power, but I'm afraid to stick the probes in there. Right. He wanted me there just in case somebody had to hit him with a broom. Hit me with the fucking broomstick. I know that you're fine. You don't do this shit alone. I know you're fine sticking the multimeter probes in there. I thought you were going to hit me anyway. (laughs) It's like, fuck it. I was just going to be safe. He was walking up like it was a loaded can of snakes. Right? (laughs) Well, no. I've known people that have stuck probes into boxes and their whole face gets roasted (laughs) off. Hey, Jim. I'd prefer not to do that. Jim, it's not like you lick your fingers and stick a paper clip in there. You'd be surprised if I did. so funny. And besides Liza would just hit you on the backside of the head with a broomstick anyway. I know, I know. that's what I thought was and so he, he, Well, I didn't know we, if it was 110 or 220 or what it we was. We confirmed that it had 110 on both uh, both sides, both halves, and then he wired up the plug, and then he just he came, he was like walking so slowly over there with the plug. <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, ah, breathing deep, breathing deep, <laughs> before he put it in there, because he was just waiting for something to explode. Dude, Boom. shit happens. <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> it reminded me of the first time he rode a motorcycle over 17. He was shitting bricks. Oh, and now he's like he sings and he rides no, every day but he got the plug in and he's like okay like nothing nothing blew up <laughs> Is it and then good? and then Is he had just fuse? he had one more hurdle to cross and that was turn the welder turn it on, on. Uh, and he flips it it was very exciting okay okay all right, no one's dying. And then we had to actually get it to like arc on metal. Yeah. And when we finally did, that thing lit that piece of metal up. Ooh. Fantastic. It, it, it sounded awesome. like, he, not like he was frying bacon, but he was frying an, a whole pig in wow. oil. Yeah, it was Great. crisp, man. It fucking heated that whole chunk of wheat. It was a piece of the uh, frame I had cut off where the rear, one of the pegs was. And it heated that whole thing up. But it crackled mm. nice. And but nothing blew up. But you know, you're right to be scared of electricity. Mm-hmm. It you kills know, people. You know, about, gosh, it's got to <laughs> be 18, year, 18 years ago now. I go over, back over to England with Kathy, and we're staying at a friend's house. It's an old cottage just outside of Heathrow Airport. And she says, oh, I want to dry my hair. And the voltage in England's mm-hmm. different. It's 240. <laughs> right. But we'd got an adapter. Yeah. That you bought a travel shop adapter. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. we put the adapter in, plugged the hairdryer in, switched it on, and set fire to my friend's wall. Oh, <laughs> oh, did you buy the adapter off Bong Bang? Or yes. 
Bang goods. Bang goods. Bang. The fucking wall's on fire. And I'm like, oh shit. Hussein. Oh, so we, fuck. thankfully we pulled the, pulled the plug out and the fire stopped, but that oh, was the man. end of, that was the end of his uh, wiring in the well, uh, spare yeah, bedroom. That makes sense. Well, you know, when we fired that thing up last night, so we, we ground off a bunch of the paint and got a good connection. And, uh, and when that thing set off, man, I'm surprised we didn't burn the house down. Right. Sparks were flying everywhere. It was pretty bitching, though. And you know, all the all the lights go dim in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something funny about That's that. That's when the so, real fun starts. So, right, so we're back there in the, in the shop, and I, and I torch it up, and shit's going everywhere, and I got my auto-dimming helmet on, and I stop, right? Eli's <laughs> is laughing. It's funny. I'm like, holy shit, it made all the lights go out. And I'm like, oh, wait. No, it's not. <laughs> we had so much fun, though. We were fucking around, like, for a while back there. It was a good time. Well, so now fun. I just got to, yeah. So, uh, so I got to hook up. Let's see. There was a little adapter. There was the, the quarter-inch brass to a, yeah, yeah, a four-millimeter yeah. hose adapter. Oh, that was the other life-threatening thing. We, we hooked up the gas hose, but... <clears throat> it was leaking. Then I got dizzy. <laughs> oh, damn. So it's like, oh, should we turn stuff off? Like, yeah, oh, it was shit. sketchy. But it was a good times. But thank you. Uh, you said Andy, Andy, right? yeah, he's an awesome dude, yeah. So, a listener uh, yeah. hooked him up with some of his used stuff that are, is in great condition. And he got a compressor, too. Yeah. Perfect right. size compressor for that shop. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, like 15-gallon, 120-something oh, yeah. PSI, yeah. That'll get you down the road. Yeah, thanks, Andy. We're almost killing ourselves with it already. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. And um, you're working on the Ascot. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, doing the Ascot, we're going to do the Flat Tracker build on it. So um, yeah, I'm down. I've, I've taken everything apart. It's all super organized. And you've and already ends. started cutting into the frame, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, so the first Great thing I did is I, I just got masking tape and any little nub or weird thing sticking out, I figured out what it was, wrote it on, then just kind of looked at it as a whole, and then just started chopping chopping shit off. Right. And uh, it's weird. It looks better already, though. It's oh, yeah. How it cleans up so fast. So I think the next step is to figure out the seat. So I'll get a seat on order. I think I'm going to do it from the Omar, Omar's yep. fiberglass. And uh, then I can figure out what I need to do with the seat and the seat hoop, et cetera. <clears throat> then figure out what's going to stay, what's going to go. Right. And then powder coat it. And then, and then just then, go through everything else. Exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's cool, man. And so, Omar's a solid cat. He's been doing this stuff for a long time, mm. way before it was trending. Yeah. And these are fabulous. So fiberglass seats, would you call it? Not yeah, seat, but, it's yeah. kind of like seat. Side panel unit, yeah. number plate unit. Yeah. Know? So that those are fiberglass. We were talking them. I mean, you can actually shape those. You can cut them or grind oh, yeah, them yeah. down. Oh yeah, yeah. So customize it. Fiberglass. You can do anything with fiberglass yeah. because it's, it's just chop strand and resin. Yeah. And you can change shapes. You can make stuff stick out. You can. Yeah. You can add to it if you need to. So it's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we'll so we'll shape that custom. And then right. we we're talking about get some memory foam and then we'll custom. I'll tell you what you should. On it. I tell you what you should do before you kick your money down. You should try and find a Tracy. Mm. Tank seat unit. Ooh. What's that? <coughs> An original oh. Tracy. You didn't tank listen to that no. podcast, did you? No. Oh yeah, oh, that's man. worth that's, that's worth too much money, man. Yeah, I mean they are fetching good money be now. Cool, so we're we're going back and forth on the gas tanks since we're on the topic. So the stock Ascot tank is not a bad looking tank, uh, but it's got a clunky. It cap. looks chunky. Yeah, no, the, uh, it looks I like chunky it. to me. <clears throat> I like it. So what I so I'm like, hmm, what I want to switch it out with. So, but well, I don't know. Do sp- I, a Sportster uh, tank's the obvious choice. Mm, I like some of the old BSA or the old, uh, like the Trackmaster, kind of the sleeker, more designs. Right, right, right. But also one that something that holds more than a gallon and a half of fuel. Yeah, I hear. Like, you. like three gallons. But you know, nice. if you, if you get rid 
of that terrible gas cap in the Ascot tank. I agree with that. Put a normal screw top. Right. And it's not the hardest job in the world you have to, to cut just that out. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut the whole mechanism out and weld in a plate with a with a normal. Mm. It's going yeah. to improve because it, it's a very simple looking tank. Yeah. And it's a good shape. But the cap does make it look chunky. Oh, the cap's bloody awful. Yeah, but if all, you can change the cap, it works. All late seventies, early eighties Honda gas caps mm. were just yeah. instruments oh. of the devil. Yeah. Get a Matt Hotch gas cap. Hey, that'd be cool. <gasps> That's what yeah. I had on my chopper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's not quite my thing. But um, but it does make it does make it does make the build a lot easier. If I can stick with that gas tank, you know that. You makes see, actually, a lot what you could do that you wouldn't even need to weld it if you get one of these big. Um, aircraft style aluminum ones mm-hmm. which look really hot because they're flush mm-hmm. and you just cut a big hole yeah mm-hmm. and then there's like five bolts around the edge and then you're down the road I'm yeah. just saying Banggood has a lot of cool seats Ooh, look too. at that seat it's a Banggood seat <laughs> it's a Banggood seat and you know they also they also sell the loops for the back the hoops yeah the hoops mm. the hoopty hoops yeah I don't like that it's seat. all best quality <clears throat> stuff as well yes exactly mm. good lord <laughs> alright so Bagel you yes. have another email i do uh this is titled love your podcast oh we like this one already who's it from from drew f hello drew Uh, faulkner specifically no it's droof (laughs) (laughs) and uh drew says hey misfits (laughs) i found your podcast through ted over at the motorcycle men hey thanks ted it says i ride a 2013 triumph scrambler Ooh, that's a good bike through all sorts of inappropriate conditions but recently picked up a 2014 honda crf 250l as a second bike okay and that was an interesting negotiation with the minister of war and finance uh-huh what year was it a new one? uh 2014 okay <clears throat> he says i've been looking over the forums and it seems like the cam chain tensioner seems to be less than trustworthy yes i wanted to know if anyone else on the show has experience with this engine i believe it is shared with the cbr 250r yes and if there are some other maintenance concerns i should be mindful of yeah, throw it away. <laughs> so The bike or the cam change sensor? No, the whole thing. <laughs> well, he continues. Anywho, I love your show. <laughs> it's awesome to hear different views from such a diverse crowd. My up-the-butt bike would probably be a Motus MSTR. Oh. I love touring, and the more twisties, the better. But it might be a toss-up for a restored 43WLA, <clears throat> just because I Oola. love the old stuff and military history. P.S. I can listen to Miss Emma talk about all the mechanical nuances of all old bikes all day Oh, I'll put my speaking teeth in then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as far as uh, cam chain tension, I don't know if it's a Honda thing, but I actually lost a valve train on my Superhawk because uh, mm. cam chain tension nice. earlier. Yeah. Um, and a- uh, I replaced the uh, the OEM ones with some manual, APE manual ones, and, and they've been fine ever since. No, but, uh, actually, um, it's actually... It- on your Superhawk, it's a very, very different setup. What what yeah. happened on the Superhawk is um, you had a one-way tensioner, and there was like... There's a, there's a pin it's like almost like a hydraulic cup that oil drips in, and it forms a one-way valve. It's terrible. No, my, mine wasn't hydraulic. It was, oh, uh, it's, it's not it, like the... the su- oh, it's a ratchet one. It's a ratchet Ooh, one. Those it's, things are well, the thing, terrible. here's the thing. It's the, There was actually no rack cut into the, the, the piston that pushes the right. uh, the tensioner. It's just it's all through spring tension. Yeah. Oh, and uh, when the spring let go, it you know the tensioner yeah. backed yeah. out. <clears throat> uh, some of the newer ones like Suzuki, or Suzuki's been pretty good with this, they have racks cut into the actual piston. Yeah. So no, it, Suzuki. Have always got them well, but as far as that CRF 250, 
really the camp chain tensioners haven't been given as much problem as the forums that have you believe the mm. biggest issue with that bike is it's very under oil filtered it's mm. got a tiny tiny oil filter in it what does that mean for you change your oil every 1500 miles and use a very very good quality oil mm -hmm. um and there's no excuse not to because it only takes like a quart and a half so use a good quality oil change the oil regular like <coughs> and yeah you'll get like 30 40 thousand out of it um the only thing i don't like about them they are a bit down on power um you know whenever i ride one of the little crs oh this could use a bit more power but they're, they're very charming little bikes yeah, I'm looking at the actually the, the microfiche for that cam chain tension. It doesn't look like there's a rack cut into the. No, it's it's a it's post. a spring one. But they yeah, I it's I think in all the two fifties and three hundreds I've worked on, I haven't had to put one in one of them. Yeah, you know they're they're pretty reliable. Most of the failures I've seen on those engines are all oil related. Mm -hmm. Every single one's been oil related. We we saw those bikes at the AIM and they were great looking motorcycles. They're fantastic. Uh, Have you and the little Africa twin? Oh yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. But they they're great little bikes. They they're really charming. They've got power everywhere. Not much of it. Um, but keep on top of the oil and um, keep on top of the oil filter. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. What could go wrong? Yeah. All right. You got an email there? I have indeed. And this is from Lefty in <coughs> Northern California. Lefty. Hello, Lefty. Uh, dear Miss Fitz. Hold on. Should we even try and guess where that name came from? He's probably left-handed, darling. Oh, okay. Okay, very good. Or maybe he is a uh, swing hard left. We could swing to the left. He could swing to the right. <coughs> Do your balls hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie him in a knot? Can you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bow. thank you for that moment of levity, Jim. <laughs> um, dear mm. Miss Ritz, thank you so much for covering AIM oh, yeah. with so much variety and depth. Well, I wasn't there. Hearing you talk about the features of bikes and how they compare or fit into the spectrum caused me to think of a question. Yes. It's a helicopter going oh, over. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, I can hear something. It's a low-flying helicopter going over. Let's say each host had to pick one motorcycle to own and ride, representing the center of their spectrum. No, mm. that's not how it works. What here. would it be and why? Yeah, it isn't how it works, but we'll get there. <laughs> then, if each host could choose several bikes to paint the corners of the sport of motorcycling, how many corners would they paint with what bikes? Oh, there'd be so many. Well, that's though. exactly what we do here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we paint all the corners. Which areas would they leave alone? So, uh, you can leave my background out of the discussion, but here is my list of bikes. So he has a 1963 Panhead, which he rides regularly, stock, won awards with the Antique Motorcycle Club of America, so it's obviously done to a high standard, because nice. those guys don't give out awards to anyone you know. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Second one, 2006 SV650S, um, it's stock condition, he did a track day on it. Third bike is a KTM 350XF. Okay. Three sets of tyres, four dual sport, off-road and studied for ice. <laughs> <laughs> then he has a TTR 125 purchased for my wife and for visitors, which is a play bike. I'm just going to say right there, the one that we are going to not paint the corner in is the ice bike. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Then he's got a Harley-Davidson 2018 Road Guide Ultra. 
Uh, it does about 1,200 miles a month. And uh, on this, and my wife loves the pillion. And then he has a Harley Davidson XR 1200, which is taken to a track day, mostly stock. Wow. Um, That's like, cool. You know, that sounds a, fun. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got quite a few nice bikes there. Action. Um, I feel like if I owned Adventure, Trials and Super Motard bikes, I would have the corners covered. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all fun, and I appreciate what you do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say um, Trials and Ice are the only two that I'm not interested in. All the rest, I have had, yeah. I do have, or I will have. Yeah, if we're doing trials or ice, it's definitely not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, the trials bikes are, are super cool. I mean, watching them is ride is amazing. They are cool. Yeah, but the beauty of motorcycling is we're all very different. And there's something for all of us. I could fill my garage just fill with old standard bikes, and I'd be happy as a pig in poo. Because that's what... <laughs> I like. I mean, I love the RF900 for its ability to cover huge distances extremely quickly. But in terms of the bike and how it looks now it is, I can take it or leave it. I like old standard bikes. I think you got to have a bike that goes far. You have to have a bike that goes fast. You have to have a bike that will go in the dirt. And you have to have a bike that will carry things. You see, I don't ride in the dirt. I don't yeah, ride so you in, cut the so, dirt, so I can cut that out. Those are all the things. Well, and know, as long as I've got my personal credit card, darling, I don't need to yeah, carry yeah, things. Yeah. Hey, once I get my dirt scooter built, I'll have all that covered. I know. See, that's, I think, <laughs> that's that's what we all need covered. All you need is love, darling. There you go. That's love it. is all you need. So, I think I think we're wrapped up. Those are all the emails. Thanks for sending those in. I appreciate it. And Alex, uh, I wanted to thank you for bringing your guys in, too. Every time you come here with a bigger crew, that tells me that you're <laughs> doing something right. This isn't this isn't just a sham, a scam to get our money. Nope, I'm not running off to Mexico with your money. No, thank you guys so much for having me. It, it's yeah. a pleasure. Thanks to all the backers that are listening, all the people that might back us eventually. Um, it, it, I couldn't do this without you guys. Thank you. And I have one last question, and this maybe you can't answer, but I'll just say, for again, this is just establishing like the journey to bring something to market how long do you predict until your company is in the black probably another year or so so you're talking it's going to be like a five-year journey to where oh yeah you can make some money at all if i knew it was going to be this long and this hard uh, all the puns (laughs) i probably wouldn't have done it but i'm glad i did because i've met a lot of really cool people because of the whole process and well, that's the thing. And just knowing you and the time I've known you and when you've checked in, it has been a grueling process. And again, all the information that you shared to your backers. So I appreciate that you were um, honest with everyone and told everyone what was going on, even when it wasn't good news. Right. But right. <clears throat> I do completely, um, I, I, I agree with what you're doing and I appreciate what you're doing because it is ultimately about visibility and safety. And that's one of my my uh, soapboxes that I stand on about better visibility. I think that's going to be the key to a lot of stuff. So you're bringing a product to market that we definitely need and that will save lives potentially. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. There's no question of it. No question in my mind whatsoever, Mm -hmm. because I'm old enough to remember how many people got in rear-end shunts in cars before they put Mm high-level brake lights on them. And I'm expecting exactly the same result from this for bikes. I'm sick and tired of 
friends, people I know, customers of the shop being hit up the sack yeah. mm-hmm. by people who are not paying attention to their brake light. Mm-hmm. It, it, it happens over and over again. All too often. Okay, so again, Calvin, where do they go to find out more about Brake Free Tech? Breakfreetech.com. Oh, yeah, God, that voice. That. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to say excuse it again. myself. Say it again. Oh, breakfreetech.com. <laughs> oh, good. There you go. Loud. And we also have social media channels. So, um, I'm just going to say this, Alex. Uh, in three to six months, whenever these models come out. Four months. Why don't you save some shipping money? I'll come out and bring you yours. I want you to bring us ours so we don't have to fight Ooh. over who gets theirs first. There yeah, go. why not? There you go. <laughs> No, we want him to fight. It was a beer knuckle boxing to go down in the room. Oh, Liza would just kick my ass because basically I'm a cowardly customer. You think, you think this is a train I'd crumble. Room, but this is the octagon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would crumble. My best, my best offense is just falling on somebody. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to do. All I have to do is trip and fall. You mean it's not the nut shot? Oh. <laughs> yeah. My best defense is throwing myself on the floor and blubbering like an <laughs> <laughs> That is a good, good defense. So thank you guys all for yes. coming. And uh, yeah, you've been here for all, all day. So, And also, Theo. Thank you for coming down. You got the whole uh, misfit treatment. It was a uh, slow going at first because a lot of people were out on the rides and doing right. stuff, but slowly they started trickling in, and you, you know, Emma shows up, and then Knox shows up. I hope you were Jim. underwhelmed. I, I wasn't underwhelmed. Oh. Uh, thank you for having me. No, I'm just disappointed. And, and you even got to no, meet. No, I'm really not disappointed. And you got to meet uh, <laughs> Micah. You face. got to meet Micah and me and Megan this morning too. Wow, yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. true. Well, you just have to come um, back again so you can be disappointed properly. No, no. By more people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully you come down again. And thank you very much, because he pitched right in and was helping out and, Ooh, um, and uh, made himself useful. Now, I know we're winding up, Liza, mm-hmm. but um, I want to be serious for a moment. Okay. Um, and I have a confession to make. Oh, let's hear it. Is it about your knickers? It's about somebody else's. Okay. Um, I upset somebody. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I have contributed... To one more angry Scotsman in the world. <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, an angry Scotsman! Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what I did, and this gentleman's called Kirk, and he wrote in, and he pointed out, and he's quite right, that Scotsmen do not wear skirts. Aye. They wear kilts. Aye. And he took up exception. Isn't that a wool skirt? To me calling <laughs> the traditional Scottish attire a skirt. I'm starting to take it's exception not a now. Skirt. And, and he's no he's he's absolutely quite right. Um the implication that Scotsmen are cross dressers because they wear kilts was completely wrong on my part. True. I apologize unabashedly and Kirk I really hope you didn't get your pink frilly knickers in a twist. This was Over about what knickers. I, I was right. <laughs> so it was <laughs> Is it? I have, I have a question. Isn't isn't uh, kilt uh, Scottish for a skirt? I, d- I don't know. I already got in trouble for referring yeah, to it. You're, you're, not, you're not helping a, a, a No, you're a, not helping here, Theo. Uh, a kilt's a fucking kilt. No, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to build bridges here. It's I'm a man skirt. You're doing it. Yeah. It is. It's a man skirt. I'll be putting a man skirt on you. No, I, I really oh, think we should stop can this we, conversation right now. Can we now? just all agree you can only call it a skirt if they're wearing a man bun? 
<laughs> oh, cool. fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's okay. that works. Do you, do you, think, do you think compromise? Have, do you think that, that works? Hips Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys for coming, Theo. Thanks for coming and helping out. If anyone else is interested in coming down and hanging out and getting the misfit treatment, we still need to go hit them with dicks or something. Oh, <laughs> Make yeah. them feel truly at home. Uh, come on down. Uh, Theo can tell you it's it's a good time, right? I had a blast. There you go. Uh, how about you? It's your first time, Johnny Three Thousand. Did you have a good time? It, yeah. Are we doing up the butt bikes? He's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Checks right. in the mail. And thank you again to all of our listeners, especially our Patreon subscribers. Oh, yeah. You guys are the bestest. Yeah, that's you awesome. keep us going. Thank you. So on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Yeah. Go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Find the links to everything. Oh, Miss Including. Emma. I'm doing right. that now, somebody, actually. Somebody mm-hmm. recently bought a bunch of... Miss Emma shirts. Fantastic. In different colors. Ooh. Oh, that's was it? Was that you? Was that you? <laughs> no, it's one of my many fans, wow. darling. <laughs> oh, I'll have to when look a, that up. Member of Emma's Army? I, I hope so. so. I guess so. Um, oh, that reminds me, we need to get Theo some stickers. On that oh, yeah. note, again, thank you everyone for listening. This is Liza. Theo. Yeah, what's up? Jim. Bagel. Emma, darling. Henry, number one. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Calvin. Oh, God, that voice. Henry. John. And we're out of here. Cool. Cool. Ooh. See ya.